Oh, you've got to be kidding me. Yeah. This is 476 Barbary, right? Yeah, I'm renting this place. No, I booked it a month ago. Are you sure you have the right place? Yeah. What am I supposed to do? Why don't you come inside and we'll call these idiots. Why don't you just crash here? Oh, no. I don't know if you got a great look at this neighborhood, but I don't think you should be out there by yourself. Welcome to another episode of Ryan's Reviews. On today's episode of the podcast, I will be discussing one of my most eagerly anticipated movies of the year, and that is Barbarian, a film that was filmed in Detroit, a film that the story takes place in Detroit and has a first-time director in Zach Krieger. So I'll talk about that towards the end of the podcast. It will get into spoiler territory. So if you haven't yet seen the movie, it is currently streaming on HBO Max, and I would definitely recommend watching it before listening to this episode because I will get into a little bit of spoiler territory. I will not spoil the end of the film, but I will be talking a lot about the plot, especially in the first half of the movie. Um, but before I do that, I am going to talk movie news, movie trailers, and movie releases of the week. Movie news, Indiana Jones, we have a setting, uh, and that is New York City in the 1960s. Talked a little bit about Indiana Jones 5 on this podcast. Uh, I, I have no strong feelings towards it either way. Um, it is a movie that I am hoping does a much, much better job than the fourth Indiana Jones movie, of course. Um, but I'm not a huge, huge fan of the franchise by any means. So as long as it is a fun movie, that's that's all I really care about. Um, the only other piece of movie news that I had was that Avatar Way of the Water, the sequel to 2009's Avatar, is supposedly over three hours long. Uh, I was not a huge fan of 2009's Avatar, and this movie, again, it's been over a decade um, since the first one. This is a movie that I'm not excited about. I probably will go to theaters to see it just because the visuals are so spectacular. But if the story is anything like the first movie, uh, this is not going to be a high quality film. But who knows? Maybe I will be proven wrong. James Cameron has definitely had enough time to work on it to hopefully iron out some of those uh, issues from the first movie. Uh, movie trailers. I watched three movie trailers this morning. One was The Old Way, uh, which is a new Nicolas Cage Western. Uh, looks very, very low quality, um, but there's so few Westerns made these days, and it does have Nicolas Cage in it that I might just end up checking this one out. Uh, it has some True Grit vibes um, just because Nicolas Cage is working with his daughter, his young daughter, um, trying to save their mother, um, trying to save her mother, trying to save Nicolas Cage's wife. Um, and yeah, they kind of are just going and riding around and trying to find the men, uh, who took her and yeah, it looks perfectly fine. It looks serviceable. Um, a movie that I might end up checking out again, just because it has Nicolas Cage in it. Uh, the next trailer that I watched was inside, uh, with Willem Dafoe. He's playing this art thief who ends up setting off this alarm at this New York penthouse and he ends up getting locked in there and he has no way of escaping. So it looks like it's just going to be Willem Dafoe just on screen for two hours. Uh, maybe there will be a few other characters, but for the most part, it looks like it's just a chance for Willem Dafoe to show yet again um, how great of an actor he is. 
And this trailer looks very, very intense. So I'm excited to check that one out. And then the last trailer that I watched is a new movie starring Will Smith and Ben Foster, directed by Antoine Fuqua. And the trailer looked great. Um, but Antoine Fuqua's track record, he did Southpaw. He did the Equalizer movies. Um, the, the movies that he makes are just fine. Um, but this one looks really, really good. It's shot all in black and white. The cinematography looks fantastic. Um, might end up checking that one out. Um, but again, it's just on Apple streaming service and I do not pay for that. Um, but maybe I will watch it at some point. Uh, new movie releases, uh, for the week, we have the inspection, which is a new a 24 movie, um, all about the experiences of a gay black man who's who joins the Marines. Um, and it's supposed to be pretty good, um, based on a true story. Um, but it's not supposed to be anything spectacular, but a 24 is producing it. So in any movie that a 24 produces, as I've talked about several times is usually worth checking out. And then the other movie, uh, starring Ray Fiennes is the menu, uh, which is this horror comedy. I saw the trailer several months back and critics and audiences alike, are saying that this one is very very good so i'm planning on checking it out i'm hoping that it's one of those trailers where it's just not like i don't know it's definitely going to be a satire of just the food industry and the restaurant industry um and just i could definitely get that from watching the trailers but i'm hoping that the horror elements are not just that they are serving humans or something like that. I hope that it's, there's more to it. Um, but anyway, I'm excited to check that one out. And now, uh, yeah, now I'm going to get into the main event and that is Barbarian. So I'm not going to do my usual, just kind of one minute plot breakdown. I'm going to go just a little more in depth with it. Um, just because I was so excited about this one and I want to talk a little bit more about it. So this movie stars Georgina Campbell. Um, she plays Tess Marshall. Um, and she ends up arriving at this Airbnb in a bad neighborhood in Detroit. It's raining. She she had this long trip. She just wants to get inside the house. She enters the codes of the little lockbox and the key is not there. And she's knocking. She calls uh, the person who owns the property or who she thinks at least owns the property. And they it, she just gets voicemail and she just appears to be stuck. She doesn't know the area. Um, there's this big convention in town and so, or in the city, so she can't book another hotel. This is kind of her one option. And all of a sudden the light turns on, uh, inside of the Airbnb and Bill Skarsgård's character, Keith comes to the door and you quickly realize that this Airbnb has been double booked, um, using two different services. Keith was using one service and Tess was using another. And so they have to decide how they're going to handle the situation. And what they end up deciding is that Keith is going to take the couch and Tess will take the bedroom. But Tess is very, very unsure of the whole situation. She's not quite sure how to handle it as anyone in her shoes would be. Um, but she decides to stay the night there because she has an interview um, the next day in the city. And during the night, she wakes up um, to the door of her bedroom opening up. Uh, she walks outside and she hears Keith making lots of noises from the couch. He's having a bad dream. She ends up waking him up. He's startled, kind of out of it, upset. And you don't entirely know what is going on. And then, then it goes to the next day. Tess gets up. 
goes to the interview. Keith is already gone. Tess ends up coming back to the house and going downstairs. And that's when this film really takes off. And you start to realize that there's more to this movie than it appears. Now, who the people who did the casting for this movie did a fantastic job because everyone knows Bill Skarsgård as Pennywise. And so you are constantly on edge with his character. You're like, do I trust this guy? Do I not trust this guy? It was just a very, very smart casting choice. Um, Some people would say it's not so smart just because he's like, he plays this iconic character who everyone knows, but I think it really, really works well for this movie just because it really plays into that. Should we trust him? Should we not trust him? And you're constantly on edge. I do like the direction in the first half of this movie. I really, really like the ideas. I love the filmmaking too. There's some very, very interesting wide angle lens shots in this that just add to the tension. I was covering my eyes through a large part of it um, because I can just not handle horror movies anymore. Um, And then this film does something. And again, spoiler territory, this film does something um, that I've seen maybe one or two other films ever do, but it takes a complete jump. Instead of being kind of a movie that's in three separate acts, this one seems like it's almost in just two. Um, and it's just because of how clear a split there is. You have the first half of the movie where everything is set up with Tess and Keith, and then all of a sudden it jumps and you're introduced to Justin Long's character, who appears to have just everything is going super, super well for him. He's riding around. It's, he's on the California coast in his nice car. And then all of a sudden he gets a car saying that there are these allegations against him um, from a woman he was seeing. And all of a sudden his life gets turned upside down. And it turns out that he owns the Airbnb that Tess and Keith were at. And he decides to fly there because he needs to sell the property because he needs money because he's going to be involved in all of these legal issues um, surrounding those allegations. So he goes back and he ends up going to the Airbnb in Detroit and realizing that other people are staying there, Tess and Keith. And that was my way of not spoiling very much of it. But again, this, this film is one that I think fans of the horror genre will appreciate. I don't think it entirely works. And as I think, especially as you get closer to the end of the film, the wheels really, really fall off. I think you have to view this film almost as kind of this surreal nightmare, almost with fairy tale qualities to it. Because otherwise, I think if you view it as kind of just this, you view it with a realistic lens, you're going to say, you're going to nitpick the hell out of this movie. And you're going to say, you know what? That couldn't happen. That couldn't happen. That couldn't happen. That wouldn't happen like that. That wouldn't happen like that. And I found myself when I watched it, I found myself doing that. But as I reflected on it over the course of the week, because I watched it last weekend, I actually really appreciated some of the steps that the filmmaker took. That doesn't mean like I still don't like the ending and I still don't like the last 10, maybe 15 minutes of this film. But I thought everything else worked very, very well. Um, and there are some genuinely horrific moments. I thought the filmmaking, like I mentioned, I thought some of the filmmaking techniques really ratcheted up the tension. The acting here is phenomenal. Um, but again, yeah, just some elements towards the end fall flat. But do not watch this 
um, and be nitpicky because you won't enjoy it nearly as much. Just sit back and just imagine it almost like this fantasy, this dream um, where kind of just anything can happen. And I think you will enjoy this. Okay. So if you haven't checked out Barbarian, it is currently streaming on HBO Max. I would recommend it. I would recommend it, even though a lot of people are saying that it gets, it, like like I was saying, the ending kind of, I don't know, doesn't match the rest of the film so much. Um, but overall, Zach Krieger did a fantastic job at being his directional debut. He did a great job coming up with a very original idea. And yeah, I, he took creative risks, which a lot of filmmakers don't do. So thumbs up to him. And if you haven't checked out barbarian like i said just 30 seconds ago it is currently streaming on hbo max and i would recommend checking it out so now we are going to talk about what next week's episode of the podcast is going to be and here it is move your helmet and tell me your name my name is gladiator father to a murdered son husband to a murdered wife and I will have my vengeance. Today I saw a slave become more powerful than the Emperor of Rome. They said you were a giant. I shall cheer for you. And there you have it. I'll be talking about one of my fa- absolute favorite films next week, and that is Gladiator. So a film that I have very, very fond memories of, one of the very first R-rated movies I ever saw. Uh, watched it with my family with the two VHS tapes. So I'm definitely excited to talk about this one. I ended up watching it again last night. And so I will give my full thoughts on that next Saturday at uh, one o'clock. So hope you can tune in then. And thanks to everyone for listening to today's episode of the podcast. I will be back next week talking Gladiator.